I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Wow, that was quite low. Everyone. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Welcome back to Cut to the Grace. Um, oh, golly gosh, what is going on, peoples? What is going on? How are you? How actually, how are you? Check in with yourself right now. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm cracking on as we all are, doing my bits, just trying to keep my head up but also keeping my head down when I need it. Did that make sense? I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to pop on. This is a bit of a different episode. Um, well, not really, but had a little bit of a technical issue with um, this episode. But obviously, I'm going to post what I managed to save of it. Um, and it's still amazing. I had the incredible Jacob Fowler on my podcast this week, who is just a joy. Like... He is so sweet and we share um, the same thing of being in a band, but also having a huge love for musical theatre and being musical theatre geeks. Um, Jacob Fowler is in Since September, who a lot of you will know won Little Mix The Search and a lot of you know I am obsessed with Little Mix. Um, so I'm obviously going to give you what I managed to save of the interview but halfway through it does cut out and move on to um the zoom quality recording so it's fine it's completely fine just sounds like we've recorded it on a samsung flip phone but flip phone flip phone flip phone um but hey he he brings all the good content and all the juicy goss about little mix and little mix of search and what it's like to be in jacob fowler's life <laughs> or as I like to call him, Hannah Montana, um, because he's living this double life of being a musical theatre geek and in a boy band. Very casual. Anyway, I just wanted to check in with you um, before we start. How are you? What's going on? I feel like we all kind of hit this weird, kind of got to Tuesday, I think it was. Um, and I don't know if anyone feels the same, but I just felt this energy that everyone had got to this point and this brick wall and been like, I I am done. Like I've had enough. Um, so if you have felt that and you're feeling like, yeah, I did feel that, or if you felt that at a different point in this lockdown, that's also completely valid. Um, you're not alone. It's it's weird. I was speaking to my friend Alex about it and he was like, I feel like a lot of the people who didn't get a chance to go home for Christmas were kind of feeling that before or just after Christmas. But maybe the people who did or did are at home are starting to feel it now. I just it's the, it's the lack of motivation, the lack of energy. It's really tricky, especially as someone who's always constantly doing things and has things to do it's hard and the days are melting into each other and I have these strange waves of complete like Duracell bunny procrastination on speed like and then the next wave is complete and utter boredom staring at the ceiling and it's interesting like what Billy was saying on my podcast who by the way has just started his podcast now on Nevers make sure you go and listen I can't wait to listen to his episode with Courtney who's gonna be his first guest so exciting um on my episode with Billy we were talking about this whole like carrot dangled in our face and that is really hitting home at the moment and you know as humans we like certainty we thrive off of it we like security and there's no fixed end date to the, this lockdown you know rumors are flying around it's going to be mid feb mid march end of feb you know no one knows so just try and keep away from the news but keep yourself updated obviously on what's going on and the rules and everything if you need to switch off switch it off i cannot recommend that enough because 
the specula- spe- speculation, the rumor is just killing me. I hate it. Um, but I wanted to share some things that have helped me pick myself back up um, and ways I've kind of still show love to myself on a daily basis something that we spoke about on one of my journaling workshops um on the 10 to self challenge I'm doing we had a whole session speaking about practical ways we can incorporate self-love into our lives because you know self-love is so trendy I hate using that word but it is like it only was a few years ago that self-love became you know popular and there's all these self-love um instagram accounts i follow them all obviously um and there's posts and quotes and i love them and i look at them and i'm like yes like if you can't love yourself how you can love anyone else i love it but then i'm like okay so how how do i do it where do i start what do i need to do how do i practically incorporate this into my life and i've never really thought about it like that but the more i engage in these Instagram posts I'm like I'm actually I actually don't feel like this I don't think in my head about self-love and stuff so how do I start doing things in my daily practice in my daily life that will make me have more of this self-love attitude Um, because it's a beautiful thing be able to sit in your truth and be like I am happy in myself I love myself or if because you know self-love is a journey a practice it's not a destination um but you know it starts with self-respect similar to what I was chatting about with um Ian on the last episode uh go listen if you haven't he's amazing um but yeah so these are some of the things that have helped me um exercise and health definitely just getting moving even if it's just a walk even if it's a stretch a little boogie Um, and hydration oh my gosh Um, hydration and intuitive eating recently especially have really really affected my mood my sleep my energy Um, all bodies are different and um, I don't know if there's anyone listening who's the same as me but I am very much my mood my mental my mental health my sleep my energy is really affected by what I eat and if I'm hydrated or not. Um, and then also just carrying around a bottle of water, filling it up every time I pass the kitchen, having it with me when I'm doing work, watching telly, just keeping it in your hand as much as, think about how much you walk around your house with your phone in your hand, with your phone in your pocket. Everywhere you go, you have your phone. What are you doing with the other hand? Have the bottle of water, cause it will change your life, honestly. Um, so yeah, hydration is a massive thing. And as I said, it really, the way, like even just eating, what did I say? Eat the rainbow, eating some vegetables with my dinners. It sounds so easy and so boring, but I didn't do that before. And even just adding them to my meals has actually changed my mood and changed my energy. Um, so that's been interesting. Um, journaling and to-do lists oh my gosh I could talk about this for ages journaling is oh I just bloody love it (laughs) basically something I found with to-do lists especially is I would write myself this massive to-do list in the morning I'd be like today's to-do list is this 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 this." and I'd get to the end of the day and I'd be like oh my gosh I haven't done everything on my to-do list. I'm a failure. I hate myself. I feel like such a failure that I hadn't completed like the last two things, which were things that I don't need to do until next week, you know, or something so minor. And actually even just getting out of bed and making my bed is an achievement in itself. So why was I so annoyed about the fact that I didn't send 500 emails? Oh, grace. Um, anyway, I'm sure a lot of you have done the same. So basically just limit, not limit, but cut down your to-do list. Don't make them so, so, um, unrealistic. Keep your goals small in a day because right now just getting out of bed is an achievement in itself. Um, and even sometimes I can't do that and that's also okay. So just look after yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself when it comes to setting goals for your day and stuff, because it's just so freaking hard right now. Um, And if you need a rant, put pen to paper. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, Positive journaling is a massive thing I'm trying to enforce as well, but um, 
I before I started my journaling courses my journal was just for ranting and I do you know what I did I did love it like I would just go in no judgment just going in about whatever I needed to in my journal and then the act of closing the book it's out and it's on the paper if it's something that you you know don't want to speak about sometimes like I love a chat you know I do I've got podcasts because of that reason but sometimes you don't want to talk about things and getting it out writing it down can be really helpful and that act of closing the book it's done it's over um is really therapeutic so I'd really recommend that um and also something that I have found really fun is that me and my friends have been doing these office days on zoom or facetime where we just go on zoom have a little chat catch up and then we just mute ourselves and get on with our day and then every now and then someone will pop and be like oh I'm gonna go make a cup of tea and then like oh yeah I'm gonna go make a cup of tea as well all right um and it's just really nice and I love it so if anyone is feeling lonely um or has moved home and is missing living with their friends I'd really recommend it and you don't even have to chat like I just hate small talk and I'm not good at it I'm so much better face to face over a coffee and a cake putting the world to rights you know what I'm like so I've really enjoyed just having someone there um and it's lovely anyways I'll crack on with the episode in a minute but I just wanted to send love to everyone listening to the this podcast and also just thank you so much for listening I cannot tell you how much it means and like friends as well every time someone listens to it and like tags me um in a instagram post that they're listening it makes my heart swell um so thank you and thank you for letting me know if you are a listener um and wouldn't mind leaving a review and a rating that would be so appreciated um i've realized i've never asked that before on episodes and i re- i didn't realize it was a thing because um I guess before I started my podcast, I only really listened to like The Guilty Feminist, Happy Place, Under the Skin, like these mainstream podcasts. I just feel like they don't really do it or if they did, it went in one ear and out the other. Um, So yeah, but you know me, I'm a little boutique podcast starting up, starting small. Um, So anything like even just a short review or even just a rating really goes a long way and it really helps. So thank you so, so much in advance. Um, Your feedback is so welcome for this podcast. Um, I'd love to hear from you at cuttothegrace at gmail.com, whether it's ideas, topical topics, <laughs> topicals, topics, discussions, guests, anything or just to say hello why not pop me an email I'd love to hear from you um but I'm gonna leave you on a few quotes um because in uh tend to self the journaling project I set up at the beginning of the first lockdown maybe it was the second lockdown I can't remember ah um there I did a prompt in this one um to list your favorite quotes because I love quotes but I never write them down so I thought this is a good opportunity to have a little inspirational page in the journal you can open up and just see some good lovely quotes um so I wanted to share some Kayla Carter gorgeous Kayla Carter who killed it in rent she put gorgeous one be the person you needed when you were younger I love that one. I'm constantly, constantly thinking about that. That's half the reason I started my um, journey with body image and self-love. I just, I remember being that person when I was younger and just not having any role models until I discovered the queen, Megan Jane Crabb, who came on my podcast, just saying, still shook about it. And it's like been a few weeks after now. I'm just not over it. So that is something I'm trying to keep with me all the time. Be the person you needed when you were younger. Um, My best friend, Alex, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us by Gandalf. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I love that one. Decisions are really hard, but sometimes we can just decide what to do with our day. And that is just as fine. Um... Sophie Ross, my queen, you're never too important to be nice to people. Love that one. Absolutely love that one. 
Um, let's find another one. Let's have one more. One random one. Oh, we've got one from my dad. From Bridget. I love Bridget. Um, be brave. Be strong. Go hard. He always says it to me before anything big. Oh, I love that. And Clarissa has put one as well. Gratitude is the key that will unlock the smile from your face. Oh, that's cute. Um, There's so many. I literally am scrolling through them all now and I just want to screenshot them all and put them all over my room because you lot are good with the quotes, you know. Abiel, anytime you feel the sky is falling, look above, see a bright silver lining. That's from a song. What's the, what is that song? Abby, Abby, I know you're listening. You need to message me what the song is. I can't think. Um, I love them. I love them. Thank you so much for sharing to anyone who did put a quote on there. I will definitely be doing it again. I love a good question box on Instagram. Anyway, uh, let's crack on with the episode because I've been talking for way too long. This is Jacob Fowler. Um, again, another apology for the technical issues. We move, we get through it, won't happen again. Um, but he's an absolute sweetheart and just a lovely human, human, (laughs) Jacob, you're a lovely human. Um, so yeah, enjoy the interview starting with, of course, Jacob's gratitude with grace. I don't know if this is like on the right track, but like, I'm grateful to have a keyboard in London, like to be able to write music because... not having one at home in Nottingham was awful over Christmas whenever I go back to Nottingham for like a few weeks at a time I hate not having a keyboard because I like you just can't Mm. pour that creative outlet onto anything like you can write lyrics but then you can't put it to anything so 100% my keyboard um I'm grateful for my band members at the moment like we're all um we're we're writing on zoom and it's it can get stressful I'm sure like you know the whole zoom thing everyone knows at this point it can get quite like you know because there's like delays sometimes and you try to speak and someone cuts you off and it's mm. like oh gosh it gets all a bit confusing um but like the writing sessions that we're doing with them at the moment I'm very grateful for like how we're all going about that how that's uh panning out oh, what am I grateful for I'm always grateful for my little round window in my room people on Instagram might have seen it I always post about it but it looks right out onto Canary Wharf. Like, don't get me wrong, it's, Canary Wharf is a while away, but like, it's almost like, is it the Mal, you know, that goes up to yeah. Buckingham Palace? We've got oh, like a road that. that just leads straight out this round window right to Canary mm. Wharf, and it just looks so nice, especially at night time. Um, this one's a bit cheesy, this one's a bit cheesy, but of recent times, I've managed to bag myself a girlfriend. <gasps> and I'm grateful for my girlfriend at the moment. Yeah, Cute. not very public knowledge, but it is public knowledge now. I mean, not that public. <laughs> Exclusive. I just mean, yeah, <laughs> put that in the title. No, joking. <laughs> but yeah, I'm grateful for my girlfriend at the moment because um, it's hard times, but yeah. she's getting me through it. Oh. And then I need a last one. I need a last one. Um, something small because all these have been quite big so far. Oh, candles. Oh, candles and red wine. Oh, oh, I'm grateful for candles and red wine. You can't go wrong. <laughs> I've got candles to every night. I light a candle. I drink some red wine and I write my dissertation. <laughs> oh my God. I bet that is a very interesting dissertation after a couple of glasses of red wine. <laughs> it is, especially because you're not meant to be opinionated as well. Like my dissertation supervisor is like, you know, in the literature review, don't be opinionated. You just got it. And I'm like, sometime did this, whereas Angela Lloyd Webber did that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is brilliant. Um, so let's talk about your experience at drama school and this kind of like crossover thing you've got going on with being a writer and loving singing and music and being an artist in yourself, but also wanting to pursue a career in musical theatre. So how did you find drama school? And like, did you, was it always on your plan? Well, when I first moved, I kind of didn't want to to start like don't get me wrong when I got in I was like literally that's all I've ever wanted to go to drama school not all I've ever wanted but for like the the, like three four years leading up to it I was like just want to get to drama school and then to go to one in London I was like I'm doubly lucky and um but then there was like things holding me back I just thought you know what I actually quite like doing Amdram at home and I thought which is silly to think back on now but I thought I'm loving it so much I'd happily just get a nine to five and do Amdram on the side because then I get to you know do both so I was in this like weird even though I was 18, I was like thinking, oh yeah, I'll just be like, I don't know, I was in a weird mind state. And then um, I moved, obviously I've had the time of my life. And it, what I've realised is I never would have got to where I am without drama school, 
but I don't think drama school was for me. I'm absolutely not giving Trinity a bad name. It's just I don't think drama school was for me. It's nothing to do with that drama school. I just think um, I was always going to be more of a singer than I was anything else. But I still love musical theatre, so I needed to get my acting better. I mean, dance, I won't even speak about. Like, I just stopped going to dance eventually. Which, by the way, if anyone's listening that goes to drama school or that's going to go to drama school, do go to dance. I'm not encouraging that, but... I just used to stop going because I just thought I'm never going to be mm. a dancer. I don't care. But which is sometimes a really bad you mind. just know. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, and people would say, "Oh, as many strings to your bow as possible," which is true. Like, it's so amazing to have so many different things. But I thought I'm never going to compete to be a, like in the ensemble of something or to be anything mm. in anything dancey against people that go to other drama schools or even my drama school right. that are just better than me. Like, I'm just not a dancer, and I know that. So, yeah. I worked on my singing. So if I didn't go to dance don't get me wrong I would have a lion but then that day I'd like write a song or something or like you know what I mean I'd do something rather than just not going to dance like I've always been working on my solo voice and stuff like that which obviously I'm in a band now but up to that point but I, I have enjoyed the whole experience and living in London has just been like top notch I don't think you can beat it like someone I did a master class the other day for some kids mm. back at home in Nottingham and someone said like I can't remember what the question was but I just remember getting onto the subject of please move out of your hometown like yeah. when you get to 18 and like not necessarily come to London but I think it's such a learning curve wherever you go to I think Definitely. like experience in university not that you know some people do stay at home and they love that and that's fine like that suits them but I think if you're doubting it just go for it like move somewhere because you become a completely different person like I'm so different now three years down the line than I was when I was 18 and obviously that's three years difference but like Definitely. yeah yeah I actually am local to Guildford and so when I went to GSA, I technically could have stayed at home and commuted, but I was in the fortunate fortunate position um, that I really just wanted to move out and I wanted to go into halls and I wanted to then live with my friends in um, the second and third year. And that second and third year, living in a house with my friends and then had my other best friends literally on the other wall, Danielle down the road, like it was just the best two years of my life like you just cannot compare having that time to live with your friends and that whole like just uni experience in general and I'm very fortunate that I was in a financial position to be able to do that um but yeah it definitely gave me a better outlook yeah I think it just like it just gives you a, a completely different look on life like it especially and obviously you know not everyone can move to London because their course might not be in London that they want to do but being in London and doing musical theatre has just been like the dream, like being able to go and see shows because I was going to, I mean, I only got reserved, so I don't even know if I would have got in or not, but I was going to go to Scotland, the Royal Conservatory of Scotland. But now I'm thinking back on it and I'm like, I would never have, obviously they have shows up there, but they don't have the West End 24-7, like, which is what has probably like got me to where I am really. It sounds silly, but just going to see all these shows and being inspired every night, well, not every night, I don't have that much money, but like you know, going to see shows frequently, mm. that's like what's got me to where I am, I think. Yeah, 100%. Like, I never realised how lucky I was to be so close to London and so close to the West End. And like when I went to GSA, um, obviously there's people who are on my course, there's only 36 of us, but there was people from New York, Hong Kong, um, even people from like Manchester, like places that are just not near London at all and that just wasn't a thing you couldn't just like get on a train and pop into London and that used to be just part part of what I'd love to do like nearly every weekend me and mum would try and go up and get a cheap ticket for a matinee and then sometimes like see if we could get another one for an evening show and it just became a thing because I just loved it I was such a theatre geek and it was just the best <laughs> that's me like another thing I was gonna say is like I think sometimes people look down on like being in musical theatre and being a huge fan of musical theatre but I don't care like I am such a huge fan of musical theatre like I can tell you pretty much everything about most musicals like I'll sit and watch like I'll say to my mum can we sit and watch like the new concert version of Les Mis and it won't be because I want to watch it like don't get me wrong it is because I want to watch it like I absolutely love it but all the way through I'll just be telling a facts about that concert I'd be like oh do you know this about Alfie Bo do you know this about Michael Ball and I'll just be like because I just know I'd be like oh do you know they didn't write stars up until this point and I'm just <laughs> honestly I'm just such a geek I want to know like, this fact what happened with that well well I'm sure don't if anyone's listening to this and I'm wrong please don't come for me but they you know how it opened at the Barbican originally they like 
in previews, they didn't have all of like the big numbers. And I mean, like, I dreamed a dream on my own stars bringing home. They, they were never in the show. Oh my and God. then they put them in, in because Cameron McIntosh, of course he was, was like, <laughs> we need some hits. Like, we need some songs rather than just like complete, mm. like, the box. recitative. Yeah, literally. And then they wrote literally like the big, like, five solo songs that like people come to the forward and like sing. And then they're like now the songs wow. that everyone knows from Les Mis, which is crazy, isn't it? In previews. I think I'm right. I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm sure you are. That has literally blown my mind. That is crazy. Um, so we have to chat about Little Mix The Search. So exciting. I adore Little Mix. Um, but I'm so intrigued to know like how it started. And did you? was it like an open call? How did you find out about the show? So literally just got sent a message on Instagram and there was like three or four of us in our year that got sent a message on Instagram just from this casting, like, you know, TV casting person. I think it's just how they do it these days. Like I didn't really, I used to be a huge fan of the X Factor and I used to think everyone on it only came from it by like typing their name in on the website and going to the the original audition. But now I look back, Mm. I just think, of course they didn't, like they were all scouted. But, and I think it's the way it works, like all... I think there were 30 of us that got to the live shows and all 30 of us were, I think, or, or maybe everyone apart from one was scouted. No one actually just applied wow. themselves. Like everyone was scouted. So it's, I think yeah. it's just the way it is these days. It's just unfortunate. Mm. But like, I don't know, I suppose it, it but like I've, I've always said, I would never have got to Little Mix Search without being at Trinity because that's why I was scouted because they were looking for different types of voices. So they were looking for musical theatre voices. Um, but yeah, a few of us got like, messaged and we were all joking about it in the chat like because because i think there was like four boys we were saying oh this is the band already like we may as well just win like four boys on my course and um like we were literally completely taking the piss out of it and then i went to the first audition um which was in like angel or somewhere and it was literally just like it wasn't an open call but it was very open callly like you did have to have an invitation but it was hectic no one knew what there was hundreds and hundreds of people it was running over by like six hours and um, I just went in, sang two songs. I think I sang like Burning by Sam Smith and mm. River by Joni Mitchell. Oh and, um, my gosh, I honestly, love that song. I love it. And also Ben Platt's done it and Sam Smith have done it. And I'm like, they're yep. like two of my favourites. And I, oh. um, But then, yeah, we just uh, did that. There was like, you know, so many rounds before the actual TV audition. Um, not as many as I can imagine, like some West End auditions. Like sometimes you hear West End auditions where people are like auditioning for like 10, 12 rounds. And it's like, what but there was like five or six rounds um where you do different stuff there was a dance round which to be honest grace i smashed like i absolutely yes, smashed you did. it because that's the thing because <laughs> it's so funny i remember everyone saying like we told you so but not yeah. that i was in the dance group in the end but like no none of the boys on my audition day for little mixture search could dance because they're all like singers with guitars like they don't have a clue how to move like whereas because i've been to drama school i had like you know i'm by no means a dancer but i had like you know i could pick up a routine so uh, me and my friend joe who was at trinity who was also auditioning we were like at the front like giving it absolutely everything like, and we were doing like i think we we're doing wings by little mix and it was just we smashed it and in the end it didn't like matter because we got put in the vocalist and instrumentalist group like it was so chilled because they knew pretty much no one in the room could dance i think at the beginning they were like who's ever danced before and it was literally like maybe five out of like 50 people had danced and they were just so they were just like it doesn't matter we want to see you perform we don't want to see you. and that's probably the same with most auditions like you know especially for this show they weren't looking for technique and they weren't looking for you to get the steps right they were looking to see how you played up to even to them they were like you know we're the camera play up to us like you know give us everything so it it was that it was different in a sense yeah yeah i remember at drama school like dance calls obviously it's kind of different for telly but dance calls in general are made out to be so daunting and petrifying and i remember coming out and like the shows i have auditioned for apart from (laughs) fame by nick winston that was killer um but like all of them have actually just been so much fun and not as hard as i expected like you know, I picked up the routine better than I thought I would. And I just feel like drama school, they make it out to be so scary. And I remember getting to my first dance call and being like, whoa, like, maybe I can actually do this. So never say never, Jacob. I know, maybe I am a dancer. <laughs> um, so we did that round, then did the call back. And originally, they asked me to... So I had two songs prepared for my actual audition that was going to be on TV. It was 
Burning. Uh, no, it wasn't Burning. That's such a lie. It was Bruisers by Lewis Capaldi and Beneath Your Beautiful by Labyrinth. And they wanted me to play the piano, but they weren't telling me why. Because originally we were never, I was never going to be in the vocalist and instrumentalist category. There were no categories as far as we were aware. I was just, mm. they just wanted me to play piano. And um, I remember they rang me in the car one day and they were like, oh, can you sort of, because I told them really early on in the process, because they ask you every question about yourself under the sun, that I fancied Perry Edwards, which is just, oh, I feel like yeah. that's a, <laughs> I feel that's like, like I a, saw this on Twitter. Oh yeah. It's so embarrassing. But like, uh... I feel like, like. I would Everyone have, fancies Perry Edwards. Literally, that's what I was going to say. That is literally what I was going to say. Like, it wasn't like a big revelation. Like, oh my God, when I meet her, I'm going to be so nervous. I was nervous to see them all equally. Like, it's a yeah. little mix. But they made a big thing out of it. And they rang me in the car one day and they said, oh, can you, um, we'd quite like you to sing Beneath Your Beautiful, like, but to Perry. So like, you know, when you're singing, really like give her the whole charm, look at her in the eye. And I was literally like, guys, 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 you have got me so wrong. Like, I am not one of these like, confident lads that's going to like try and win Perry over. obviously you know no one actually has that chance but like do you know what I mean I'm not going to even try and embarrass myself yeah I'm not don't put me in the boy band don't put me like do you know what I mean don't I don't I'm not that's not me and they were like okay okay sing bruises sing bruises and luckily it didn't go you know at that point they could be like oh you know he's not going to go with what we want fair yeah. enough but I, yeah. I wasn't even like I wasn't even like stubborn with it I was more just saying that's actually just not me like if you get me to yeah. do that it will be it will be a shambles you won't yeah. know what you're looking for and also it's looking... national television you've got to save your ass sometimes do you know what I mean like exactly stand 100%. your ground so I, I sang bruises in the end and I mean you saw that I mean I don't know if you see but like the way I walked mm. out into that audition I was so nervous it's the most nervous I've ever been because yeah. I get really I get nervous to meet new people anyway so never mind when it's little mix and I know that there's like a thousand cameras over there so I was literally just like looking down like hi oh, yeah like didn't look up from my piano once because I was so nervous so there's no way I would have been able to go out there and like stare Perry in the eye she would have hated that as well who wants yeah. to be looked at while someone's yeah. singing yeah but they were obviously doing it for the whole tv thing which is yeah. fair but um did that and then I mean the process stopped well we did three rounds I could literally speak by it for hours so I'm not going to but like we did three rounds it. and then got to the stage where they picked the final four for our band and then corona happened literally like a week after because we filmed it all in like wow. very end of Feb yeah um so we were meant to have like four weeks off, like the whole of March, and then come back and film the live shows in April. And then the winners went on tour in June. Um, it was like a summer tour, but that didn't happen. Literally didn't do anything until September, end of September, moved into the house, which was unreal. Like what a dream. Like I used to watch X-Lights all the time. And when they were in that house, I was literally like, yeah. this is mad. Wait, so everyone's in, the house. in Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The house. No, no. So it was meant to be. This is another thing. Like It was meant to be like the X Factor where everyone's in their own house. Uh, it, sorry, yeah. in a, one big house. But um, because of Corona, they just had all the bands in their own house, which was, I think was better, especially for me personally, because like, sometimes I struggle to sleep. So I just thought... It's better if there's just six of us in the house where I can just type on group chat, oh, please can you be quiet, rather than 30 people of all. And we're all in competition with each other. Like that would have been, that would have been a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, yeah, we did that, moved into the house and then started the live shows. But the live shows just went wrong at every point they could have possibly gone wrong at. Like really? first we got cancelled. Well, this is the thing. We got told we were going to get kicked off the show as in our band because uh, oh Matthew in our band had coronavirus obviously through no fault of his own but yeah. throughout rehearsals picked it up and he was you know he did get a bit ill but he was fine you know it wasn't that wasn't the, the problem it was the fact that he couldn't then perform week one so we couldn't perform week one and there was a point where we were saying right we'll 
perform it at our house because we lived with cameramen. There were six, there was four, us four in a band and two cameramen that were always filming us. And we said, right, we could just film the first performance from our house. We could do it in the garden. We've got flares. We'll like make a big performance out there. We'll do it at night. Um, and then they said, no, you've all got to be tested now in your house. And if any of you, because it was like, this was two days later than Matthew. At first they were just saying, right, you'll, you'll miss week one. Like you'll get like a free pass to week two. We were like, right, okay. And then they said, but two days later, they were like, you've all got to be tested because you're with Matthew, obviously. If any of you have got it, you, you, you won't be able to do week two either. So you have to be out of the show. And we were like, what? Like, oh my so, God. like we just couldn't believe it. And we got the results back and Patrick and one of the cameramen had it. So we just thought, we thought that's it. We're getting kicked off the show. And then they thought, no, to save this band, I don't know if they did it because they had faith in us as a band and they liked us oh, and wanted us to stay on the nice. show. And I don't know if they did it or if they just were going to do it anyway, but they tested all the other houses and in two of the other houses, there was coronavirus. So that meant that they just completely scrapped week one. Everyone yeah. just like well, stayed at home go. for an extra week. Yeah. So it's just funny how things work out like that. And then, so we did, so then week one got moved to week two. We did I Knew You Were Trouble, which was a shambles. Like, it was okay, but it was, it was kind of a shambles. I liked it. I watched it. Oh, thanks. It's cool. <laughs> It was okay. I got to sing like a really high note at the end. That was my like only yeah. bit that I liked in it. <laughs> well, this is the only thing. Like now I know you because I like, I didn't watch it. And I'm, I'm literally like, well, I'm, I'm not really one for TV at all. Like just yeah. not even just reality TV, just series. Like if I watch yeah. things, it has to be like, I have to binge it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I know what, what you mean. Like, I know. I'm like pretty much the Netflix. same. Yeah. And so, but now I'm like, now I met you and then you said you're coming on a podcast. So I was like looking you up on YouTube, doing all my bits. And I was like, this is so cool. I love bands <laughs> and I love Little Mix. Why didn't I watch it? So I feel like I'm going to need to go back and watch it. Is it available? Oh, yeah. It's all on BBC iPlayer, like all the episodes. Well, there um, you go. I will binge. <laughs> <and search. laughs> I get what you mean, though. I think these days nobody really does watch something on the Saturday and then waits the net to the next Saturday to yeah. watch it. Like, well, apart from my dad, fair, he's very cute. Oh, really? <laughs> he goes by the magazine. He's like, oh, Kate, it's episode two of that program watching. And then it's so sweet. It's so uh, funny. <laughs> well, there you go. He was probably our number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we um, we did like, oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. It was something about that, what you just said. Um, uh, it was we were talking about COVID in the house, and then we talk about I knew trouble. Uh, oh yeah, first week one. It was just that song was just wrong for us. Like I suggested it, which is obviously my fault. But we wanted to come out with like kind of poppy vibes, but kind of rocky vibes to give us that edge from the boy band. Um, but in the end, it was especially because we were first on week one of the live shows of Little Mix, like never never done before show. So it was just bound to go wrong. Um, and the, the sound was bad, like for everyone on that we watched. So basically, it Nothing wasn't worse live. Than the sound going wrong, honestly. Well, literally. But the thing is, in the studio, it was absolutely fine. But then, so we record it. Um, the show wasn't live. We recorded it on the Friday, so we had to sit on whether we got through for twenty four hours before it was public. So then the show went out on the Saturday, and we'd sat. We'd be sat at home. Saturday was our day off. We'd sat at home watching it, like getting ready to watch ourselves from the day before, and. Um, we started singing and it was just awful. Like the sound, like the quality was really bad. We were thinking, hang on, this is meant to be like a BBC primetime Saturday night show. How is the sound that bad? And then basically it was a massive thing. Like production was involved. Like I think whoever was doing the sound, like didn't come back to work the next day. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, it was quite <laughs> a big thing. And I think they hired in new sound people, but I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say something I'm not yeah. meant to, but yeah. that's all I know to be fair. But, yeah. and then week two, Oh, and also Jade wasn't there week one because I think she had coronavirus. So that was another thing yeah. that went wrong. Um, and then week two, we did Watermelon Sugar, mm. which was my favourite performance, but we ended up going bottom two, which was a shame. And then I cried on national television, which is also a shame because <laughs> that's so embarrassing. No, it's uh, good. Uh, you got to show you're into it, you know? <laughs> well, it was just like, I couldn't even stop myself. Like my family were there that day, like watching. And also like, we no one saw it on tv because it was obviously edited from the day before mm. but we were literally stood there for like 20 minutes both both bands at the front waiting to be told whether we're going home or not why and it's like because the girls just couldn't decide like it was 2v2 it was jesse and yes i remember this. leanne versus perry and jade and perry and jade were for us and the other two were for new priority and literally no one would decide and at one point i just saw perry like go like that 
and for the for the podcast people she kind of like threw her arms up in like a dismissive way like as in you know I give up like fair enough and that was and we knew Perry was on our side so we thought oh literally I said to Harry next to me I went that's it like did you just see what Perry did like we're going home and Leanne started to say the words and she was like the people that we're sending through to the final is and I just knew she was going to say new priority I was like that's fine I, I prepared myself and then she said since September and that's why I burst out crying because I was like what like we've been waiting here 20 minutes like literally yo-yoing up and down and then she told us we were going through and it was got, like I just oh, got goosebumps literally thinking about it I'm like it just brings it all back it's crazy and what do you know what the what the finishing thing was that made them decide to go with you well this is the thing like the producers ended up like cutting camera basically and going up and speaking to the girls so (gasps) I don't know what they said to them in that moment but I'm sure they didn't say sent new uh, since September through like they wouldn't have been like rigging it but I just mean we don't know what they said as in there could have been any, I think what it came down to was the show didn't work very well in terms of, so the girls would vote and if it went 2v2, what happened then was they just have to decide again. Yeah, what that's, a, what that a silly have way some f- kind of public yeah. or wild What it should have gone or... to then was like the fact that we got 89 for our performance and the other boy band got 78. Like we beat them uh... clear by 11 points. And I think that's probably what the producer said to them was like, you know, you can't really send since September home when they got 11 points better today. Like if we're judging it on today's performance. Right. I didn't realise so it was who pointed. Knows. Yeah. Yeah. So the original performance was pointed, which is why we were kind of already shocked we were in bottom two because we got 89 out of 100 and we were we were on like four. So we thought, oh, yeah. this, this is good. And then like two people came out and like smashed it. So we ended up moving down to fourth place. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, that was a semi-final, which was just a shambles. And then well, it, it wasn't, it was amazing, but it was a shambles towards the last 20 minutes. And then um, the final was just unbelievable. I mean, like, just, I mean, the whole process was unbelievable, but like doing yeah. the final was such good vibes because it was pre-recorded. There was no, as in the live part of it wasn't, because that was obviously public public vote, but all the performances were pre-recorded the day before. So we'd like record them, go home, be like, that's it. We've sat, like, that's the last time we'll ever sing on Little Mix of Search. And um, went back the next day, put on the same costumes we were in, like the day before pretended mm. that it was the same day and then we did the lot like that was when we found out and I mean when they called our name I was just like I didn't even know what to do I was just like that's it that's it like but in a and weird it, way in a weird oh go on sorry I was just gonna say it, it's like re- I've never spoken to anyone I don't really know anyone who's been on a reality tv show uh, yeah but it like you just get convinced that it's all a fix on well and I know that some of them are but it's actually really nice to speak to you to know that like all the reaction reactions are genuine and that actually was the moment you yeah. found like, that you'd won and well, I, I can imagine them. it's like probably different oh it absolutely was but like I can imagine it might be different on like other said talent shows like yeah. particularly on ITV but like <laughs> we were so like we knew that was that and that's what Little Mix the search didn't want to be like Little Mix themselves were so adamant on creating like the best environment we had the best like mental health support we had the best mm. everything like the support on the show was on but like I was on the phone to one of the producers the other day for three hours just having a chat mm. like I'm not on the show it's been like months since the show but we just stay in touch because everyone was so oh, so nice love and that. um you just like it was like it was it's so cringy but it was just one big family like I imagine it's how like the Anne Juliet family is like yeah. literally one massive family and um yeah, yeah I mean since then it's just been been, we went home that night, had a big party. Obviously, not a big party because it was still coronavirus, but like had a big party amongst ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, you can still like, party on your own. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we weren't allowed to drink in the house up until that point. So by the oh. by the final, like we, I mean, everyone was saying whether we win or lose, we're going to get absolutely smashed tonight. Like we deserve yeah. it. Like it's been <laughs> six weeks of absolutely like craziness. So, but yeah. it was just it was like unbelievable, really. Yeah, and I know when we were at Kings of Broadway. Like, I'm sure you get this a hundred thousand times. And I've already asked, I was like, what's Leanne like? What's Jade like? Like, what was it like <laughs> working with the biggest band in the world, kind of? Aren't they? I mean, I'd the say they first, are. I think they're the biggest girl band in the world. Yeah. yeah. Like, easy. I think maybe BTS are probably the biggest boy band. Like, they're like the biggest, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're absolutely yeah. smashing it, especially now as well. Like, and that's the thing. It's weird that because I'm involved with them now, as in not with Little Mix, but because I've got some kind of relation to them all of a sudden I don't see them as Little Mix anymore. Like I I do, but I see them as those people that I know from the show. So when I see them go to number one now, 
as proud as like, like not proud, but like as like amazing as it is, I kind of think, oh yeah, that's like well done of for them. Do are, I mean? yeah. It's almost like yeah, like it's not like where someone else might think, oh my god, Little Mix are number one. What? It's almost just like, of course they are. Like they're amazing. They deserve it. Yeah. Um, but the girls are just unbelievable. Like all four of them, like on the show, were so supportive. Um, Jesse was probably like. Jesse had the most comments about me, like the nicest comments, like in my original audition, they didn't air it, but like, she called me cute. I was like, oh, thanks Aww. Jesse. <laughs> and like, they were just all so complimentative. And I mean, Perry, I absolutely love. Um, I just love all of them. Jade is the most down to earth person you'll ever meet. Like yeah, we went from- I met Jade, I she is a legend. Like- Did she come and see Anne Juliet? Yeah, so she's really good friends of Aaron who plays May. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And um, she just came bowling with us, like, so really? casually. And, like, it was weird because, like, my Josh, Josh's best friend is um, Dean Charles Chapman, who's in 1917. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's one of the guys in that. And so he's, like, a massive celeb, but I haven't seen 1917. I hate myself for it, but I, I need to watch it. Haven't seen it yeah. yet. And I just see Dean as Dean, you know, Josh's mate Dean. Yeah. So he came bowling with us. Jade came bowling with us. We're all bowling. And I was there like obsessing, like being like, oh my God, Jade's over there. I love her. She's so cool. She's so pretty. And um, <laughs> then Dean was with us on our team. And then these two lads came over to Dean. They're like, oh my God, like, can we please get a picture of you? And I was like, whoa, this is so weird because I'm like, <laughs> like looking over there like, oh my God, Jade's yeah, yeah. got like an actual famous actor on my bowling team. <laughs> It was just a really strange evening, but I really liked it. Um, but both of them, Dean and Jade, they're just like, even the fact they came bowling with us in this random bowling alley in London, like they're just legends, like such nice oh, people. I mean, all four of them were so lovely, but like, I think Jade, not even stood out, but maybe I just had more one-to-one -one interaction with Jade, mm. but she's just so down to earth, so lovely. She's almost she, like, she's she almost makes you feel like, she's shy to meet you as in like yeah and I'm like hang on you're Jade from Little Mix but she, she like yeah you know like might not make eye contact because she's a bit nervous and you just think hang on like but it's just it just shows that no matter who you are like you can still get anxiety you can still get like awkward mm. and social like and um yeah and it I mean it was almost been... sorry I was just gonna no, go say on. like for them it must have been a super hard time for them because obviously Jesse left like yeah yeah um not that long after or during I, I can't remember. well it was bizarre because it was kind of like the day after the watermelon sugar uh, so I call it the watermelon sugar like show but obviously that's because that's what we <laughs> sang but the day after the semi-final Jesse didn't come back after that so I'm not saying that was what it was but yeah it, it yeah. was it was like halfway through the show like she literally she wasn't there for the final she didn't do she didn't like she's not said anything about their album like obviously yeah. now we know why like they, she's, yeah, she's yeah. left eventually but it was just like what's wrong with Jesse like no one knew so yeah it yeah. was pretty much hard and, to and do the I, show yeah and I can't imagine like what it was like to have their own tv show while producing an album whilst going through that and like don't get me wrong I'm so I don't even know Jesse, but I'm so proud of her for taking yeah, that yeah. step and getting out because she obviously needed it and her mental health needed it and she did it and like that is so strong in in itself like her leaving I don't think was a weakness in the oh, slightest absolutely. But it must have been like that whole process whilst going through that must have been so strange and this weird battle of being so grateful because all these amazing things happening, but still wanting mm. wanting out, you know. Um, yeah. But I'm glad they were lovely because oh, they yeah. they seem it and it's it's nice to get the confirmation. Um, <laughs> and so since September, what are the plans of that? Firstly, I need to know how you're writing on Zoom. How are you doing that? What's the what's the plan with that? To be fair, it's not as bad as I thought it might be. I was yeah. really not looking forward to it because of the delay and everything. But basically, what we do is like we'll pitch an one. We'll all pitch an idea, and then we'll all kind of decide whose idea we're going to work on, mm -hmm. and then we kind of just pretend we are in a room together. Like I might put myself on mute for twenty minutes and work out something, or you know, we and everyone's just singing it. And by the, like after four or five hours we've just got a song like even if it's a oh, verse like pre-chorus chorus and then you just you know lyrics can kind of come later because people can you know we always have a lyric idea but like you know you can write the second verse lyrics or the bridge lyrics like later on but yeah it's just it's basically the same as being in it I'm surprised how we've I think we've written better songs over zoom than we have when we we're in the room together 
don't know why I feel like when you're in the room you can easily get distracted when you like you can easily get distracted but when you're in your own room like you've got nowhere to go you can't you know obviously you can go downstairs and stuff but like you know you're in that you still feel like you're in that environment so yeah I'm just loving it and we're just writing music at the moment we're writing like I think we're getting trying to get a good few songs to send to management and to be like you know how do you feel about these and then from there on we'll just see what happens but we're obviously waiting to hear about the tour chances yeah. are it's not going to go ahead when it's meant to but we we, we actually don't know yet um but you know late april you'd think it might kind of start to look okay by late april yeah. but like i feel like sell, like you know we've got sold out o2 arena I, I doubt that's gonna like be okay for april which is a shame but i just hopefully go, i hope they don't cancel it completely i hope it goes ahead at some point like hope they, they just postpone yeah. it yeah it, it i'm putting it out there it will happen like oh fingers and crossed. also that's just too much money to lose like they're, exactly. they're gonna want to do it when they can um like 100 yeah. and it, this is their big like confetti tour and also there'll be so much love and support in that room because they won't have jesse for the first time on oh tour God. so Ooh, like makes me shiver. literally exactly <laughs> it'll be, be such a nice like it was such a nice show. It will be so supportive. Confetti to me is their best album yet. Like hundred like, percent. Sweet Melody it? Like, is one of the best songs in the whole world. Like I can't. I listen to it about five times a day. Like, literally, it. it's like it stayed in the charts since it came out, and it, yeah, I mean, it got number, number one, one last week. After ten weeks of it already being out, like literally, I mean, they're just smashing it, and I can't wait to. I know that I will do our set to support them like the other boys might go backstage and like live the rock star life but I will absolutely <laughs> be going straight back out front of house and party into <laughs> little mix like yeah I'll be there I'll be like guys can you save me a seat uh, front row please because like I'm gonna be there I, I love, love it. that that is so that is a really good idea actually <laughs> do a little show watch <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> oh that's so exciting well I really hope it goes ahead and with the band and with like the weird musical theater balance you've got going on not weird lovely but you know, it's it's tricky. It must be tricky being like so in love with musical theatre and also being in this crazy pop rock boy band that's about to tour with Little Mix. So, what are your plans with that? Like, how are you going to balance that? Do you still want to do musical theatre eventually? Well, people have always said, like, even when I used to do, because I just used to like release my own songs on Spotify, like when I was in Nottingham, and they'd only get like a couple of thousand hit you know it wasn't like I was trying to be I was trying to obviously break onto the scene but it wasn't like you know it was more yeah. just like friends and family that would listen to them oh. so but I'd also do shows at, and I was also obviously at uni at the same time because I'd come back and forth and people would say like well what do you want to do like you know you're on, when I do radio interviews with like BBC Radio Nottingham they'd be like oh so like are you looking to be a solo performer are you looking to do musical theatre and I've always just said to everyone like I'm literally just trying to do both like obviously you can't be like the biggest selling artist and do musical theatre because it would just be impossible you can't do eight shows a week and also do a world tour for example yeah. but like I until I need to decide I've always said I'm not going to decide like at the moment I'm obviously I mean I can't even do musical theatre at the moment that's the good thing about where the shows come is that it's not like I could go out and be in a show now because yeah unfortunately there's nothing on so if anything it's yeah. like the prime time to be in a of, to do pop music because you can write and you can record and you can release like without mm. having to leave your room so um but eventually absolutely like I mean all the boys know I don't mean like I'm going to leave after a year and do musical theatre but all the boys no, know how much I yeah. love musical theatre and they all know I will eventually go into it like absolutely no. 100%. it's just like it's yeah. what I wanted it's like what I was saying earlier like it's just always been my passion like no matter what you it, it's weird because you could sometimes hear about these massive pop stars and they've all got musical theatre influences they all started in yeah musical don't theater. Perry and like, Leanne they love musical theatre yeah oh I don't know if Leanne but Perry and Jade like Perry and I Jade mean, they I mean Jade she knows loads of people I think she went to the Prince of Egypt like she's always at musicals like so everyone's talking about Jamie um and Perry used to do it as well um in fact I think they might have been in like Chicago together when they were like 14 or something oh. I think they knew each other before factor which is crazy um but like yeah I just don't feel the need to like do you know what I mean I'm just gonna keep doing yeah. it and yeah um, I'm the oh, yeah, same I'm like, just people, riding the wave like, was, oh sorry yeah, frozen. like wait Rick, you're can back you hear me now? sorry it came up with a thing that said my internet connection was un un oh, okay I'm back I'm back back to the Sam Smith documentary yes yeah, so I was watching a Sam Smith documentary the other day and they were saying that they literally all they used to listen to was musical theatre that was it like 
and I was thinking, and that was whilst Latch came out. So like wow. they had this massive number one dance, like dance out. And all, they, they were like, oh, I didn't really know that kind of music. All I used to listen to was musical theater. And I was literally relating so much. I was sat there listening to the documentary, like, that's me. Like I can imagine having like a number one in the charts, but just like listening to bring him home whilst I'm like, do you know what I mean? Like all I listen to is like, I mean, I do listen to pop music as well. In fact, to be fair, all I listen to is pop music, but all I want to sing and all I want to like go and see is like MT. I'm just so, I'm just so into it. I can't even help it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's so nice that you're just embracing the fact that you can, you can do both and you can love both and you're just going to ride the wave and see what happens because why not? And mm. also all of this band stuff, obviously you do it because you love it and you love music, but it will it will only help you getting into it you know um and, pl- and yeah. then plus you have the thing of like I also have musical theater training behind me so I'm gonna be shit hot when I do it like it's similar to um yeah. it's, it's a really tricky one with reality tv shows because obviously sometimes they put people in shows for like stunt casting and there's always a up- massive uproar but I feel like yeah. like the perfect example was um Amber Davies in nine to five like so Literally. many people were just chatting shit, being like, oh, she's from Love Island. She she won't be able to do it. And she smashed it. Like, because she- I remember walking out that, her. like, literally, I, I went to see 95 and I couldn't tell you how much I loved it. And she was unbelievable. Like, I remember walking out and thinking, she's like the best voice we have on the West End at the moment. I just remember like thinking, oh my gosh, like, what was that I just saw when she sang Get Out and Stay Out? Like, people will always find a way to tear people down no matter what. Like, mm. oh, she didn't have this, she didn't have this. I don't care. Like, sometimes, if it makes, if a show makes you feel good, who cares what it's got? Who cares if it's written by this person or this person or it's got this yeah. song, this song, or if it's jukebox or original? Like, it was just, um, she was just unbelievable. It made me think, like, there you go. Like, that's stunt casting done right. And cause, and, it, and therefore not even really stunt casting because, you know, yeah, like, she's so she good. just was probably the best person to have. Like, do you know what I mean? She, she mm. did smash it and like good honor where sometimes it goes horribly wrong well not horribly wrong but like sometimes you get people that and they can't do it yeah they can't do it yeah like don't (laughs) don't want to be a bitch but yeah no (laughs) names but you just there's some people are so obviously they're just there for their name and they probably know it as well so it's not like they think they're the best but you just think come on like have some I mean I'm literally writing my dissertation at the moment on artistic integrity versus commercial success so I'm literally like I'm not necessarily talking about stunt casting, but I'm literally like about this genre. And I just think sometimes you've got a more artistic integrity than you do have commercial success because it's not all about, you know, I get some people obviously need commercial success, but you know, it's not all about, it's not all about that. I want to read that. Sounds very cool. I'll send it to you when I've written it. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love that. I love reading dissertations. Whenever people tell me what they wrote. Because I think the cool thing about the musical theatre courses that have dissertations is that we get to choose what we write about. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I wrote mine about like body image in the arts and stuff, like things. Oh, really? About and whenever my friends talk about what they like, a lot of my friends wrote about representation, whether it's you know race, gender, size, and I just love, I just love reading it because it comes from my friends, and yeah. I know that it's something they're passionate about. So it's, it's personal, cool. yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But I could chat to you for hours about all this stuff. I know, it's so yeah. interesting. <laughs> um, but we're going to finish with some quick fire questions. Oh, go on. I've been listening to your other podcasts and I've been, I've been prepping myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I need to think of some different ones then. Um, oh, no, I've only li- I've listened to a few. I don't, don't okay. know. I've got a crap <laughs> anyway. got- I won't remember. Well, to be fair, my friend who's like massive cut to the Grace fan, Brian, he'd written all his answers down for the quick fire questions. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to change them. <laughs> <He's> like, no. <laughs> um okay are you ready yeah go on okay what is your go-to meal right I've got a perfect answer it is a Linda McCartney burger with lettuce and red pepper and some chips and some like buffalo hot sauce and a can of coke Mm. that's like I genuinely I have that every single night at the the moment (laughs) I just I love it I'm one of those people that like likes to eat no, no, I'm not even, but like, I just love, I prefer veggie stuff to me, to be honest, most of the time. The only time, I was saying to my friend the other day, I might even go veggie because the only time I ever eat meat is when I'm getting some kind of takeaway, whether it's like yeah. McDonald's or like Indian or Chinese. I never eat, I never cook myself meat. So it'd That's actually so be better because then I wouldn't get, I know, I don't know what it is. I prefer like the taste yeah. of veggie stuff to me. I don't know why. Come and join the dark side. The veggie life is great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, okay. 
three things that have made you smile today? I know we're only on, we're not even at one o'clock. Three things. I mean, doing this with you, that's made me smile. Yeah, well done. Um, <laughs> I was like, you better see me. me <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, this is a weird one, but because I've not done much today, it's a hard one, but I've had, um, I've got this like, what's it called? Molten brown, like a little oh. like, um, shower thing and it's just every time I put it on I just think it's so classy the smell is so classy yeah. I just feel so good and I'm like oh I'm ready for this podcast I feel now like, like I'm wearing Bolton my brown shower gel you feel like you've got your life together do you know what absolutely. I mean absolutely 100% and like it's only a little small one but I'm thinking do you know what I love it so much I might splash Upgrade. out and buy the bigger one yeah because it lasts yeah. for ages as well because you only need to use a little bit mm. um right that's two what's made me smile today um Oh, I mean, I haven't seen it. Oh, well, technically this is today because I go to bed at like half three in the morning and this was like between midnight and half three. <laughs> so, um, but do you know Lauren Drew? I'm sure you do know Yeah, her. of course I do. She like followed me and commented on my video last night and was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with your voice. And I was thinking, hang on, I'm obsessed with your voice. Like I watched oh, you on The Voice last week. <laughs> so that made that. me smile. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> um, your dream festival lineup. Sam Smith, Sam Smith, Sam Smith. No, I'm checking <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, absolutely Sam Smith. Yeah, Adele. Headliner. Oh, just what? Oh, all right. Do it. How many do no, I need? No, no, no. Like... As in like Sam Smith can be the headliner and then you can oh, have right. the rest of it. I've got Sam Smith headlining. I've got Adele just below, which some people would find controversial, but Adele would like, I want to cry at the end of the night rather than like Adele would make me laugh. Like she's amazing at making people laugh as well. So Sam Smith, Adele, Billie Eilish. Yeah. Elton John I think that's well I mean that they're obviously I could have loads more but like they're probably oh uh, Lewis Capaldi to start the evening oh, off yeah. I'll start with Lewis Capaldi then Elton John Billie Eilish Adele Sam Smith wow there we go. I'm there and I'm since September since September oh as well. yeah obviously and seven <laughs> and seven <laughs> <laughs> um and oh my god what was it? it's gone oh if you knew you couldn't fail what would you do one thing, one thing. Well, I mean, I still might do it even though I could fail, but write a musical. Like, I'd absolutely love to write a show. Like, And know that it would be a hit, not fun. Yeah, know that it was going to, yeah, yeah, people were going to love it as much as I loved to write. Because that's the thing I love. Like, we've had to do Devised at uni and stuff. And love it. I love, like, and we basically had to write our own musical. And I absolutely loved it. Like, it was during lockdown. And I literally would just sit at the piano for like, I mean, I'm such a night owl anyway, but I'd sit at the piano from like 10 p.m. to like 3 a.m. and just write for hours. And like, I just loved it. Like I loved writing musical theater type songs. Like they probably weren't mm. the best in the world, but I probably wasn't putting as much like into it as I could. But they were like, I just absolutely love it. Like I'd love to write a musical one day. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like all the pop writing you're doing, like, you know, pop musicals, are taking over the West End right now. And I feel like 100%. they're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. So why not keep going Absolutely. at it and have that blend? Like, I think it'd be quite there cool. There you go. Oh, that's 100%. next. Add that to your little Hannah Montana line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh. I, I mean, I don't actually know who told me it, but just along the way, I kind of adapted it into my version, but you know, along the, like people say, just be true to yourself as in you know like and I feel like I've only just realized that like mm. it's such a it's such a cliche one like you know be be you you don't have to be anyone else mm. but I've realized that I always used to I was saying to this on the master class that I was doing the other day like I always used to think there was like a a set sorry this is meant to be quick five questions and I'm fully like getting into <laughs> it's it. it's <laughs> always the way don't worry don't worry <laughs> um, but I always do think like there was a set I always used to think like for example if I ever go on a talent show like which I always said I would never do. Like mm. I, I, I shouldn't because you know if I, I always thought it's. I mean, it kind of doesn't really go to what I'm saying because I we did win. But I always mm. thought, well, if you don't win, what do you do from there? Like you're always known as someone that was on that show, but you didn't win. So, you know, I always used to like think, oh well, what? Could, but then it's so not true. Like just do as many things as you can. Like it's. I mean, like what we were saying at the very beginning. What what a nice yeah. way to round it off. But like, mm -hmm. like do loads of different things. Like you know, do a podcast, be in a show, be in a girl band. Do you know what I mean? Like do as much yeah. as you can. Like, why not? Because, you know, people are going to, you're going to have different like um, markets for different people. Like some people might know you as like Grace, like from Cut to the Grace. 
where some people might know you from seeing you in Anne Juliet. That would be so, really like, cool. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah, think anyone that... knows me from this podcast yet, but just wait till cut to the greatest exactly. over the world. <laughs> there you go. So, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. So I suppose be true to yourself, do what you want to do. And like, you know, just, just do, yeah. do, do what you want to do. Yeah. Love that. Do what you want to do. Um, well, <laughs> Jacob, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute Thank you for having me. Having you. Lovely start to my Friday. And um, where oh. can we find you on the socials? Um, very pretentious, but it's at the Jacob Fowler. Love it. Don't know why I put the V there, but someone's got at Jacob Fowler. I'm going to try message Instagram because they've got like 11 followers and they've not been active since like 2011. So I want at Jacob Fowler. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. I didn't think it was pretentious. Was quite <laughs> oh, cool. thanks. I loved it. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having Hopefully me. Hopefully see you soon. Do a gig together. Oh, yes. Oh, please. Yeah. Um, but good luck with all the writing. I'll see you soon. Thank you. See you Bye. soon. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.